commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright side of the galaxy, I'm Greg Skondak, and you're listening to Core World News. You're on a news service providing in-depth coverage of the latest stories from every sector of the galaxy. Welcome to another special presentation of Andor Kanda. This week, the news team reviews the finale of Andor, episode 12, Rick's Road. We now go live to the CWN newsroom to join your host, Ben Grant and Adam, for the discussion of the breathtaking finale. All right. Uh, thank you very much, yeah. Grex. Um, welcome, everyone, to another week of Core World News. Um, stoked to be talking to you right now. Um, little side note, we've been watching our uh, numbers, and uh, it appears, seems like we got three times as many listeners uh, this week as we did the week before, and we got two times the week before that. So um, there's a lot of new listeners. So welcome. Um, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, Eric's awesome. is rising, you could say. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what to attribute it to other than um, we've been asking people to uh, give us five stars on their platform uh, and write a little comment if you can. So if uh, y'all could do that, all, all us new listeners or some of you or, you know, as many of you that care, uh, it will change our lives in a positive way. We, do, we don't do this for money. We're just yep. doing this um, for fun and uh, for you know, build a little community here. So, but, but uh, in, re in return, we will make a podcast worthy of the stone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> worthy of the stone. It, someday it'll be a brick in the internet somewhere. Yes. <laughs> you know. um, the holonet. Sorry. Be. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So it's awesome. And if, yeah, if you actually uh, email us, we will send you swag. This is proof. We had, we own swag. I have a big old box of swag in here and I send stuff out all the time. So, um get at us coral news at gmail.com yep sounds right and there's um, several variants of the sort of like obi-wan mullet attire uh, you know shirts we've designed <laughs> yes <that> we've, <laughs> we've got yeah. a few shirts mullet obi-wan is the best obi-wan yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's a go that's for me that's a go-to anyways sorry i digress it's one of the things that you know i'm talking about whatever uh no one wants to hear about us they want to hear about Andor episode 12 the finale Ooh. Rick's Road. Uh, Rick's Road. Sorry. Second time I've made that mistake today. Uh, Rick's Road. Bix is suffering on Rick's Road. I yes. Believe. Yeah. Which means that's where the confusion yeah. comes from. Um, so past couple of weeks, we've been doing the Morlana drop. We're going to forego that this week. Ever changeable. is This episode is just too special. I think yeah. we would have covered it, you know, in our long comprehensive Morlana yeah. drop, but. Yeah. yeah, it's also the most straight ahead forward episode, yeah. I feel, of the season where like because it's, it's the last 11 episodes have set this up. And now it's just like waiting for everything to just all the pieces have moved together. And now they're all just going to interact in one place. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. these sort of rebel heroes converging on Rick's Road for yeah. Marvel's funeral for different reasons. And then chaos ensues and it's glorious. And there's a lot going on in Coruscant as well with. Bon Mothma and Perrin, and we'll talk about that. That happens early in the episode, so we'll dive right into that, I think. But um, to start, Dedra. Like, some of the imagery with Dedra to begin. Yeah. They're Ooh. already giving nods to Rogue One. I don't know if uh, any of you can see me on the um, audio waves, but I'm rocking my favorite Star Wars t-shirt, which oh, is yeah. my Rogue One t-shirt that has a Death Trooper, Death Trooper and a Death Star, 
it's it's all black and white except for the green lights and uh to see dedra in that death troopers like that's yeah yeah that's her liaison she's just like got two death troopers with her uh at all times that's her escort but later like dresses in streetwear and goes through like the alleys of ferrix with corv and i was like dedra is such a cool character she's actually yeah developing into a field agent which is super yeah, fun. Yeah. she may have started as a field agent who knows she's just such a boss now that it's hard to think of her that way but the fact that she's you know flexible enough to be like okay i can just go out in my in street clothes and, and be a street um you know operative is you know a tribute to the isb that's what the isb is all about like everyone's lethal in that group yes so i will say uh <laughs> her being kind of subtle in her wear uh my wife carly was just like yeah it's real subtle wearing that giant <laughs> white imperial cloak with black gloves <laughs> oh you mean no when she went out she wore that like crimson hoodie she was yeah. like little red riding hood like yeah with <laughs> Um, yeah. And then the rest of the time she's like, nope, now I'm switching back into my Imperial gear just in time to get her butt kicked. But, um, what's cool in this scene is you also see, I think early on in the episode, you also see Willimon, who's the, the son yeah. of the, um, of, uh, uh, the guy who owned the radio stage, the, you know, the rebel whisper network sort of hideout, the guy who ran that place, that scrap vendor. Um, Yeah. He who was, and his son right. is now building a sort of explosive device. And this is heavy stuff for Star Wars. And that yeah. that was just immediately broached. That's like one of the earliest scenes, I think, right after Dedra. Yeah. It's also, I mean, straight out of uh, Hitchcock, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like just knowing there's a bomb that's going to go off. Yeah, yeah. It's classic. And then, yeah, this, so the whole plot of this episode is just ticking time bomb. But... Right. Also, just like this beautiful dirge of sort of like and then like diegetic theme happening. And like, I don't know, like we'll get there. Like, oh, my God, like we'll get there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's the kid building the the explosive device right away is kind of haunting. And I think about it, but also like you understand, like it shows, I think, a hologram of his dad, like in the corner of the frame. And you're like, yeah. Solomon is for his dad who fell like this is dark and sad and understandable and hate breeds hate. And it's. Yeah, it's this is how radicals are born, right? This is how you radicalize someone is you torture their father and then hang them in a public square. And, you know, and he's just like, yeah, this is whatever you're doing is probably really not a good idea. But it's like, I can't say I wouldn't want to do the same thing that you're doing in that situation, you know. But yeah, Salman Pak and Wilman Pak is the son that we see there. The, The two green hoodie guys that. We're instantly a pod favorite here. Uh, Core World. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right away. Episode two, I think we yeah. were praising those characters. Yeah, because they're like the true them. rebels of the town, honestly. Right, right. And, and they the were green. Cold. They weren't wearing the sort of like Ferrex, like, you know, Daughters of Ferrex or the sort of Ferrex orange and uh, red. Yellow and red. Yellows and those warm colors. Yeah, it's just they were wearing green. It was, there was like, they stood out. They stood out yeah. for a reason, I think, too. They yeah. were just like ultimate good. It was crazy. It was like the green lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was. They are the green lightsaber. of. <laughs> They're the green lightsaber of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. So um, I'm so I'm looking here. Sorry, I had at 11 up by accident. Um, and then we get uh, Mon and her husband, right? Well, yeah. well, we first get we get Zan, I think, telling 
uh, Zon oh, yes. telling uh, Brasso about the call with Cassian. Yeah. And Cassian's and then, incoming to Ferrix and yeah. everyone's basically en route to Ferrix at this point. And I think Cassian's already there. Dedra's there. She just arrived. Um, again, Death Trooper escort. Um, I think always a drip, drip contestant alongside Mon Mothma. But Mon Mothma, this collar that you first see her in, like, I was just like, is this costume yeah. real? I was like, is this a yeah. real thing that's happening on the screen right now? It's like a four dimensional outfit. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it's like origami. I was like, what is happening? I know way too many creases in that shirt, but it's that I told my wife today that mantle. like in like five years, everyone's going to be dan- uh, dressing like Chandra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just going to happen because it looks too comfortable and it looks too fly. And like, that's how you take the hyperloop is you just sort of like dress up like that. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely rock some just flowing robes. <laughs> I yeah, mean, right? that just became like just, a societal just, norm to just rock like, a robe. Cashmere like, right. robes. I'm yeah. down. Let's go right. there. Step one, wear three robes at the same time. <laughs> Step two, leave that. Yep. you're fine. You're good. Yep. Four, just some like baggy robes. Yeah, you can wear like pajama pants underneath because you're wearing robes. So it's like fine. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, too much. Uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's there. And then it's uh, Nurchi is uh, the fellow that is trying to foil the plan and make a couple bucks on the side. This is the guy that shook down Cassian Andor um, in like the first couple episodes. Yeah. Early and, setup for, but again, when you listen to Tony Gore, talk about this season of television. He's always said like the first, he knew where the first two up or the beginning was and he knew where the end was. Yeah. And he sort of brought <laughs> a lot of people aboard to like fill in the middle and explore yeah. this education of Cassian Andor. And uh, and he's done beautifully. And it's I think you understand how he becomes a leader and how he becomes a, you know, truly finds his voice as a rebel in in the show in this first season. I think it's perfectly done. It's beautiful. It's a masterpiece, I think. Of, yeah. Of yeah. Filmmaking and television um, streaming. But. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that thought, but ultimately, no, that's very true. That's all. All that is very true. Yeah. I mean. We can't undersell what Gilroy did here. It was it, it was like a lot of the characters from the first couple of acts are now in the last act. And it was like a curtain call of sorts and brought um, everyone back together. But no, the, the way so I, I got to take it aside here. I had the greatest day that I can remember in a while. <laughs> I've been super busy as everyone has been, I'm sure, listening. But like I had the day off today and I watched the last six episodes of Andor in a row. <laughs> And then I watched the finale again with my wife when uh, after dinner and before this pod. So it was amazing. It's just like when you watch it like that, it's just like scene, 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 scene. And it just like they all blur together. It's just like a scene. Like it, it, when you watch it like that, it's just like one show. And I was going to watch the eye as well before, but it's like it's really like two really long movies and it's like the first six episodes and the second six episodes are are really pretty tidy. And, uh, so yeah. Um, anyways, I had the greatest dynamic stuff is paying off. I mean, there's just like, we're getting like, uh, you know, off screen voiceover happening. Yeah. I was really surprised by that, even though I shouldn't have y'all both called it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we get the manifesto, yeah, voiceover um, yeah. from Emic himself. Like, do not forget. And that was so powerful. 
in a way, you know, like I grew up in like really liberal education and we read a lot of manifestos and, you know, um, you read a manifesto or two. Wow. A couple of manifestos. Yeah. That was like, you know, that was my, my schooling and they were like really moving and really inspirational and, um, you know, fantastic. And, you know, some of that's gone away since I've been in school. And then to see this again, I'm like, oh, this is where the spirit of those manifestos come from. Like this is now I've seen this story and, um, I don't know. And it, obviously it's in a galaxy I love. And, uh, and so it was just, it was really powerful to hear Nemec's words. Like, you know, we, we called that it would happen that, that, that manifesto obviously was going to pay off, um, check offs manifesto, but, um, uh, but, uh, he, Guys, I'm again, telling you, it's still in play. A lot could happen with that thing. Yeah. Yes. I think it, yeah, I think it will. I hope it, it plays a larger part than just what, you know, what we saw here where it was, you know, um, yeah, just Cassian hanging out, killing some time, listening to it. Yeah, freedom is a pure idea. The Imperials' need for control is so desperate because it's so unnatural. Yeah, exactly. Tyranny requires careful effort. Authority yep. is brittle. Oppression <laughs> is the mask of fear. Like, uh, yeah. like powerful themes and ideas going on in that thing. And... um a lot of it, and then a lot of it was like he alludes to the d- destruction of the Death Star. I think in the manifesto itself, there's like a moment where Nemec says like there will be one moment in which like the siege will break, like and one thing will like fall. Yeah, yeah. And then that to me that was blowing up the Death Star. Yeah, I mean it's just I know we did a, we were before this we we're joking around a little bit about like um, if 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 Andor hadn't gone or if Cassian hadn't gone for a drink, you know. He never will get arrested. He never, the blah, 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 blah. And the Death Star oh, doesn't get Those greeny Revnogs? Yeah, the greeny <laughs> We didn't go get some greeny Revnogs. He liked those greeny Revnogs. Get the greeny Revnogs. <laughs> so if he didn't go for greeny Revnogs, right, right. yeah, he'd but still be on. Um... that, like, like, and we talked about it way back when, but, like, that Nemec's words, I think, is are the things that really got Cassian... It leads to the final scene of this episode right. in a lot of ways because it does. I, because you could say it's Marva's, but does he even hear Marva? Like we'll talk well, it's about just it. It's like it's like yeah. she has an idea of what but she's he's running through the sewers when that's happening. So so I only caught it on my second viewing, Adam. Um, yeah. One of the first things he says to Bix when he rescues her is she was like Marva was here, and he goes she was great, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I took that as an acknowledgement. I mean, you could hear the like set sound like coming through the walls. You can still understand what she's saying as you're yeah. following um, Cassian, just like sleuthing through the city. But uh, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I feel like the backdoor pilot of this episode is Bix and Brasso. But that was like that was what was really confusing <laughs> me about this episode the first time was just like we expected this big altercation. But like Cassian's so smooth, he just like slides into the spot, understands because of a f- couple of visual cues what happened, and then talking to Brasso, obviously, and then is just like finds out Bix is in trouble, knows what he has to do, and then does it and slides out, and like everyone's looking for him and no one finds him, you know. Yeah, and he has no involvement in in the battle really whatsoever, which is like. Which is why we at the it makes so, so much sense that we by the time we see him in Rogue One, 
I mean, he's just a spy. Like, right, yeah. if you watch that movie, he's a spy. He is not getting in the nitty-gritty. He's taking people yeah. out in the shadows. It, he's so unique that way because he's like an outcast of the town and a little bit of a troublemaker, right? You get that yeah. sense. But he's so beloved. And even though, you know, we got all these hints. Yeah, Brasso, like, bear hugs him. Yeah, like, there was so... Side. Yeah. <laughs> That was like there were some epic bro hugs in yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, this episode like has five, five yeah. epic bro hugs. A lot of great bro hugs. Man, the I actually I don't have his name up either right now, but the like shipyard manager with the two dogs. Yeah. Like uh, I want to say it's Pegla. Bro. I want to say his name is Pegla. Sounds that's exactly what yeah. it is. It's Pegla. Well done. Um, you know, epic bro hug, and it was like they were fighting the last. They were bickering the last time we saw them. And um, they're just like, so like, yo, man. And because he lost his moms and, you know, so they were just like, yeah. So they were just like, man, I'm sorry about your mom. Even the like kitchen guy was just like, whoa, yeah. got the job on him. And he like almost got smoked. And he was like, I'm sorry about your mom. Yeah. <laughs> As he's yeah, walking that away. Happens. That happens. Yeah. And I was worried at that point. I was like, you got kitchen guy on your six, Cassie. And just know yeah. you let him <laughs> kind of just drift in the background. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, and also Anvil guy. Um, gotta love Anvil guy. Oh, I think this is yeah. This stormtrooper death, I think, it rivals the Rogue One death trooper like falling off platform or short trooper. Yeah, what it, uh, sure. it's pretty great. Falls off platform. Uh, I, great death. I was shocked he didn't use the uh, the hammers. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that yeah. was. There's a I lot thought of he was gonna to brain some guy, you know, but he's got to save that strength <laughs> to hit the hammer. <laughs> if that happened, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that could be on Disney, right? Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably not. And then also the Wilhelm scream, which if y'all don't know yeah. the Wilhelm, did that happen? Is that what it was? No, we got there was two yeah. really obvious spots for a Wilhelm scream, and they didn't. I know. I, I almost think it was the that. same sound as the Rogue One trooper that falls, but I'll have to listen. It's that great. It's a sort of awkward one. yell that I, it's incredible. It's yeah. I Google, think the greatest. If sound you don't know what the Wilhelm scream is, Google it. But it started. It's the most ridiculous yell that someone that they used as a sound design effect for yeah, a but now they like now they alter it and and it's hidden and it's yeah they hide it a little but yeah. so people have started putting it in all their movies it's just a little nod i guess when like 13 people die one person will be the wilhelm scream yeah, yeah. you, you, know you I mean? can't have more than one wilhelm scream in a in a film yeah. or a, a thing you know like they probably had one for the whole series of andor and they might have used it already but yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that the the you know Anvil guy kicking a guy out of the tower <laughs> definitely deserved a Wilhelm scream. So <laughs> yeah, it was like probably my favorite moment of the episode. Honestly, I was like, I don't. I had the I, I evoked the biggest reaction. I also love how much this show will take its time because the commander tells them like go and go get that guy. And it's literally like five, ten minutes later when the storm, yeah. when the stormtrooper actually gets up there, and I'm like, it's like, it's like, when are they gonna get to the fireworks factory? I was like, when are they gonna get to the, to the guy? <laughs> just waiting for it for like five, ten minutes. Yeah, it's like real time. Um, Guys, we're I don't want to pass the uh, flashback with Clem. Uh, yeah. Oh. 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 Gutted. <laughs> Gutted, and it really feels oh. like Clem was a real mentor to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Cassian. And, you know, we the only he only calls back to him a little bit. But that one line where um, he people look down, like, but they don't look right. past the rust. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And people don't look down everywhere. I was like, oh, this is like 
the school of Anakin almost. Anakin was a big tinkerer and sort yeah. of loved, yeah. uh, you know, fixing old broken things. And uh, I just, to me, there's something, something really powerful there. I think Luke had that as well. Yeah. You could argue. Oh, absolutely. Fixing. I almost wish Kylo was like fixing something in the background. Right. Yeah. That's like if he did his own ask or something. Um, instead yeah, of like, does, ape. I guess he does. Oh, no, he, he outsources. He hires it. an ape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not. Yeah, let's not overstep the greatest character ever. Yeah, let's not do anything that gets rid of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, Simeon. I think whenever we do like top three characters, that it's uh, all of ours, like one or two. I feel like. It's... Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, I, I noticed in Ferrix they all use like metallurgy and like um, uh, euphemisms. You know, mm-hmm. when um, when we finally see Marva's video, and I know I'm going jumping way ahead right now, but she she talks oh. about the the dark spot at the center of the galaxy rusting out instead of like other words she could have used like yeah um yeah. and they yeah so it's all like it's all that sort of that language the lexicon of ferrix which i thought is is cool and consistent but they do that with um with clem yeah they do such a great job just world building right with ferrix like just it's it's one of the most complete like cultures i think we've ever right. seen marva's i think backstory Right. Like her speech almost t- alluding to this past where she first came to Ferrix and heard the music and sort of drank in the culture. Yeah. And like you immediately sensed place and setting. You were like, oh, yeah. I, I get it. Like I understand. Fer- now I want to go to Ferrix. Like, yeah, Huxley's edge deliver me to Ferrix. Like, I, would, you know, I know I loved how much good. music and sound was like integral to their like culture and communication and just like the alarms and everyone answered it. The anvil obviously is genius. Like, you know, on the rewatch, I was just like, you can hear it in the background and then it like blends into the music, the score. Um, It's, it's just like somebody's up there doing that rather than just an automated bell where it's like, there's actually a sense of community because there's like a human at the center, you know, making the noise. It's such a cool, like little wrinkle in production value, like add when it's just, yeah, and it so like literally reverberates through the whole thing, and they change the pitches and they do these interesting things. So it's this really these, like really sad little songs that he hammers out on his giant anvil, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so like, we uh, kind of skipped. Like the, oh, what, what part are we on right now? Are we on Perrin? Was, we don't want to. We didn't. We don't want to go past Mon Mothma and Perrin. This is like no, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Our Q yeah. Perrin update theme. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that was and now we see that this definitely, you know, button hooked me because it seemed like Mon was trying to frame Perrin for amazing. the discrepancy in funds. Yeah. She knew she'd be listening on. And I was like, oh, oh was this her plan? Because she told yeah. about she had a plan. And yeah, I was like, that's is this plan. it? Yeah, that's I a plan. Clap. I literally was clapping when that happened. You're like, it's... frame that jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they're like, I love how she's like Cloris privacy, and then he's listening. Like oh. you, heard, you could hear the conversation just yeah. over the radio. Uh, I was, yeah. that was kind of dark and ominous and great. Yeah, yeah. Kind of and really cool storytelling. But just no, and just Mon Mothma knowing that that's yeah. happening. It's, just, it's such. I love that reversal. And then, uh, yeah, then giving or... us the the POV yeah. of Cloris in the yeah. front. Yeah. This is great. But she didn't really even know. She just suspected. And so I, I love that she sort of called her shot like that. Yep. And and then we had it confirmed for us as watchers that it was like, yeah, 
that uh, limo driver is definitely a plant. And then we, they take it a step further, further, and we know who he's reporting to, which yeah. is uh, Lieutenant Blevin, um, who is. How did I you thought, feel with? How did you feel about like Perrin getting into the speeder with, like some some scotch? Like, oh, there's a beverage drink. here, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And like flying off into the night of Coruscant, I was like, uh, is this a ride? At, like, at yeah, Coruscant? I want that ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just give me a scotch <laughs> and then a speeder and fly me over Coruscant. Yeah, yeah it's like done. Yeah. yeah, no, it makes All me feel like I've done every yeah. party I've ever gone to wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, and then all right, that was a scene that was possibly the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but yeah. uh, Wait, okay, I, I, want, I want to talk about that a little more. So, think about like, so do we think? that he is gambling <laughs> or not. And I hope, I kind of hope he's not. And he's just sitting there literally going, wait, who, who said that? That's not true. Yeah, not yeah true. that's oh, how I definitely That not. was my read. That was my read. It was, I don't think he was, I think he I does think he have was. a gambling problem and he should probably go to Canto Bite to deal with that. Yeah. Love the drop. I um, bet now he's going to have a, a gambling problem. He's like, if you're going to yeah. accuse me of it, I'm going to bet the farm. <laughs> And by farm, I mean the palace, probably. Yeah. That could be fascinating. Yeah. Someone on on the Reddits posted this really cool, like, series of images. And usually I'm like, okay. But uh, they were, like, everyone's prisons. And they had sort of, like, they had uh, Cassian in his, like, actual prison. And then they had uh, Cyril in his, like, cube farm. Yeah. And uh, And then they had Mon Mothma. Possibly the greatest set I've ever seen. Yeah, 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 the cube farm, which is a hexagon (laughs) farm, but like a little split hairs here. And then, um, yeah, but then Mon Mothma in her like embassy, um, yeah, you know, and they are kind of like vertical bars and stuff. And there, there's definitely, and it's interesting when she's that little like beautiful living room with the submersed um, couches. The chandelier is, you can look at it, the full thing in the uh, reflection. It's like a giant Death Star hanging over her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like it's an orb of light, but it's like you know, but it's a chandelier, but it's like also it just fe- it's too huge. It just feels oppressive, right. and it's this yeah. sphere hanging over her head, and it's like someone thought about that. That has got to be Luke Hall, the like production right. designer. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many like little details here. Apparently, you can dial in the light to like any temperature too, because it's all volume behind. The- yeah. The embassy set is the volume. That's the only place they use it. Is oh just really? Coruscant. Yeah. Which is perfect. Like, just in those sets. So good. Yeah. That's the best way to use it because it's yeah. like really just peeking through the windows. Yeah, that's what's great. Yeah. It's kind of an exterior, but also having a, a medium like a wall or windows or something. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, "Do you ever look out the windows?" And she's like, oh, "I guess I don't." But that that was many episodes before this. But no, the, the you know on that rewatch, the the Mon Mothma stuff was definitely. All those scenes were the ones I was hanging on every syllable. The dialogue yeah. is like stupid good. Like it's stupid ridiculous. Good. So yeah. good. It, like no one would ever speak like that. And I love that in Star Wars, you can be like, this is mythology. And yes, they do. These Chandrillans are so cultured that their like dialogue is just it, it's subtle and it's it's beautiful. And it's yeah, it's understated and it's amazing. Um, those, those scenes just to just steal everything for me. I love them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, I mean, we get that. And I think then there's, we later see Leda, they have to actually, Mon Mothma has actually decided to give Leda to Davos or le- allow Leda to meet Davos's son. And I don't yeah. know. 
if they're going to bridge houses or what, but well, she's seems like it's heading that direction. I don't know. It sure does. Yeah. And it, yeah, to me, that's, that's Mon acknowledging that she's got to let her hands get dirty, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I can't be this hot, you know, follow Shandrillin customs and stuff and do this job. Like I've, I've got to get into the muck. Um, if I really want to be effective here, which is really amazing storytelling because parallels that we have Luthen who for the first time is, is witnessing what getting your hands dirty means and does not like it. I bet Perrin lives past this season too. I bet Perrin goes on. I bet Mon does everything she can to make sure her daughter and her husband are safe and just out of the way. And then we'll see continues this endeavor. I don't, I don't know if tragedy can strike that close because something's got to get Mon fully out of the Senate, just like living in a bunker on Yavin Four, you know. Right. And you know, like, maybe Lord. maybe her family's living there too, but I don't. I doubt it. I can't imagine Perrin. Yeah, and I can't imagine they'd be. I feel safe. like Perrin is always this like B story that could happen even into the OT. She's like, oh, I've got to deal with Perrin. Like, and it makes sense yeah. even in that timeline. Are you kidding me? It's like, yeah. of course, the Perrin B story is always happening. Yeah, but when like you know, we see in Rebels, Mon Mothma standing up, transmitting to the entire galaxy, being like, the rebellion is real. Follow us. And it's like everyone knows who she is. I can't imagine her if she had family, they would be safe after an announcement like that. So, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, Davos oh, but I was oh, sorry. I wanted I wanted to comment sorry. on what Adam just said. Sorry to step Thank over you guys. I'm feeling very verbose today. Uh, but um, I look because Luthen was in this. We got Stellan Skarsgård, probably the best performances like we've we have in this series or any series I've watched of anything lately. But like he has a really weird role in this episode. He just sort of blows in, yep. you know, against the recommendations of uh, Clea and um, comes to this place where where it's all going down. And he's, you know, talking to his his people on the ground, Val and Cinta. But then he just, he, he doesn't, he comes up completely empty. Cinta knifes a guy and disappears. <laughs> the last time we saw Val, wait, he was running go, into wait, the we battle. We just jumped to Cinta knifing the guy and running. That was like way after the yeah, massive explosion. I, I wanted, this is all in service of Luther. Okay, all in service of like, yeah. I, because there's a weird scene where he's up on the hill watching the disaster and the explosions. And he's just sort of like, looks sad and yeah. remorseful and like he doesn't say a word i think yeah. he's i think he's like pumped right no, now. I, I don't I think, think he he's is. like i think he's this is good oh no he just starts to get fearful i think when he realizes like they know that I, I they're all here he is, no i think the issue is he has moved these chess pieces a lot and have yeah. has, have seen the aftermath of it but to sit there and watch people die that he's because of his with. decisions, yeah. he's seeing what it means to get your hands dirty while Mon Mothma is getting her hands dirty and feeling fine about it. Right. <laughs> I think, I think that's what we're seeing is these two characters. Like, uh, yeah, Mon I don't Mon think Mon's feeling fine, but she's, they're both getting their hands dirty. She's, right. She literally just set up both her husband and her daughter and she seems okay with it. <laughs> I think her fretting really came in the previous episode. You see yeah. like the real her talking to her friends, but when we see her in this, she's got the steely reserve that is Mon yeah. Mothma. Right, like the yeah. telltale note of Mon. But also, 
I, 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 I thought Luthen would be doing more of the sort of like chameleon, you know, sort of like, um, you know, change of character and sort of hiding and, you know, details and all this sort of stuff. But it's really Mon. Mon is putting on a face. Mon is sort of like hiding her intentions right. more than Luthen. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like keeping, you know, trying to keep as many secrets as she can. And that's, I don't know, it's a, she's walking a tightrope and it's her scenes are always super tense and i just i adore those moments i think that i think she's genevieve o'reilly is just crushing in this she's show crushing. Like emotional work yeah and tony gilroy talked about that too it was just like he's like oh uh, yeah know, when he realized she was a weapon he was like oh we oh this where is mon Mothma's coming after this i almost think mon Mothma should just happen i mean adam i think you wrapped this up right you were like i think mon Mothma is like the logical next show or something yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, sorry. I don't, I don't. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I. I. You don't waste that character slash actress, right? Like, like you lightning in the bottle. Like, just keep yeah. going with it. I mean, yeah. If you wanted to do a, I mean, a post Return of the Jedi thing. I mean, she she'd be she has a place in some of these Mando verse shows that she could pop. Ooh, up. that's a really good call. But like her yeah, most tense, it. trying moments are in from the books aftermath that um, right. Chuck I was say Wendig wrote. Yeah, Chuck Wendig and he wrote that that trilogy. It was some of the first things that came out of the Lucasfilm buyout, like the new canon. And um, it's it's really she's trying to hold together the galaxy at that moment. And um, yeah, yeah, that would be cool to see. Super cool. Um, yeah. Another thing. Um, so yeah. Um, she's amazing. We get the, the funeral procession, uh, with the music, which is the theme of the show. Uh, what did you guys think of that when you first started? I got I had a, uh, I had a, a a bit of a, a rough couple of days. Nothing, nothing bad, but like enough that I'm like, I'm worn out. I'm tired. I'm not like my best self. Uh, I got really choked up (laughs) during Mm -hmm. that. During funeral, yeah. and it wasn't that it was Marva was dying. It was just it was something about the the you know the funeral procession thing, and then marching towards the soldiers. That was just like I was just like, oh, the rebellion is happening. <laughs> like like I just got so weirdly choked up, even though I know it's like a fake world, but it just felt like so. It was so well done. Like it's so good. Yeah, I mean, come on, it it was my favorite thing I've seen in television in a while. So. I believe it's called it's either called set music or scene music, but it's when you're watching a show and the music that is the score is actually being performed or played in the scene. And it's it's a tough thing to do. And it's a high production value thing to do. Um, You know, you, you can't do that a lot. But then so we have the like musicians warming up, which that's like my favorite part of an orchestra is just playing something different. They're actually you can hear them practicing for the song. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. yeah. And so they're all just like playing it's dissonant notes. I, I love that. I love that. And then all of a sudden they come in on one note. So it's like you do get the full performance and it's a marching band, which is like new for Star Wars. And uh and it's, it's very New Orleans jazz as it's coming down and you're you're feeling that oh you know totally it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sort of death profession uh, procession. And then it but then it's like pump up the jam. Which it could have been yeah. totally cheesy, but it wasn't. It like really ratcheted up the intensity as they like double timed the theme, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and started marching really fast forward to the beat. It was like, oh, it was so intimidating 
What did you think it. of the droid and everyone saying sky and stone over and over? Did you hear B2 saying it at one point? I didn't hear B2. I heard Bix say oh, it. I, I think B2 is whispering it at a low volume <laughs> oh, with everyone else. And it's worth the rewatch. I, yeah. I thought I had heard that in the mix, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, wouldn't surprise me. He's so, the star of the show. Oh, they, yeah. You know? And he, they do, it's like a, an R2-D2 um, Princess Leia homage, but like on a massive That was like the scale. kick heard, heard around the galaxy. That was like, how yeah, yeah. you? How dare you? That's when, <laughs> that's when Brasso went postal. Yeah. yeah. Brasso's yeah. like, oh, well, I got a brick right now. You want to, yeah. yeah. Tell Marva. Yeah, it's like, like you just kicked your basically, we got, like a, we got like a mini, yeah, a mini John Wick in the middle of the show. Yeah. yeah. What does the brick say to the face? Smashing people yeah. with a brick. Oh, well, first of all, we're yeah, the speech from Marva, yeah. uh, Fiona Shaw again, proving I think that yeah. she deserves yeah. the Emmy for this show because it's, it's yeah. I think, quite possibly the best performance on TV this this year. Um, yeah, I commented, I think, last week in my little transmission about surprising that like Marva died off screen, we don't get any of that, yeah. and then yeah, this but is then why this, is, <laughs> this why. is why, and beautiful yeah. use of the hologram, someone who's passed, passed on, yeah. but is the message, yeah. It's, so we, we actually got two Marva speeches. Obviously, the big one was the one at the end, the call to arms. But um, when Brasso, after the massive bear hug that he oh, gives. Brasso, oh, wow. Like, You're talking about maybe yeah. the most, the one of the best scenes in the episode. I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I, I was crying buckets. And again, <laughs> I don't want to make. I, I never Wait, want this actually podcast not, to He doesn't relay like what Marva said. He actually just relays verbatim what Marva yeah. said to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's astounding. I think it's yeah. some of the best writing I've ever I've ever witnessed. It was yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. I so yeah, again, I don't really want to make this about us, but like my mother died before like suddenly and 10, 12 years ago. And I never got a chance to really like be show her that I could be the man that she always thought I could be and always yeah. treated me like. And so I thought that was a weird, they did that same thing with Andor here, where it was just like, he never got to prove to her in his own way, in a way that he felt it was right, that he is the person that she wants him to be and has taken all her learnings. But the whole time, she, you know, that speech with Brasso was like, no, I get it. You are still that person. You are going to be that person. I've raised you right. You're doing all of it. And it's like, it's that speech I never got. And it's the one that haunted me for years and years and years and changed my life. And, you know, because I was like, all right, I'm deaf going to be this person um, now, you know. And uh, yeah, so that one, yeah, I was bawling. I was bawling. Yeah, that was probably, that yeah. moment was a lot. I was like, this moment, yeah. this happens just, it's just one, this is an early, they hit you with this early, by the way. This happens before, yeah. I think, even the procession. It's like when he knows Cassian's there. Cassian is kind of this wonderful, he's just hiding in the sewers and the grates and the vents and in the canopy above, like looking out over the city, like he's just hiding in the behind the walls and in the woodwork of the yeah. town. And it's just like, yeah, it's a fascinating structure just to have the main character sort of like, I yeah. guess, uh, be a voyeur of everyone in the town. But he's he's in his home court. Beautiful. Like, yeah, he's yeah. never has more swag than when he's in, in uh, Ferris. Yeah, he, he, he knows the he knows that town. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He found the one really empty empty. spot in town to arrive in. Like you never <laughs> even see it. He's in like an empty square somehow. Yeah. Gets there and it's like, yeah, you can't. He's like, stormtroopers aren't going to catch me. 
He's actually happy yeah. to be home, touching the wall and remembering Clem and sort of like yeah. smiles. Cassian bears a smile in this episode. Cassian? Yeah. Actually, you see his heart, I think, in this episode. His heart yeah. comes yeah. into play. He's like, oh, I got, I now have to live for my heart and save those people who are closest to me. And you think like, you know, Marva did and obviously Nemec, hugely influential. So, yeah, he's the fights in him now. He's there. Yeah. And he, and he came back for Bix. Sorry, I cut you off there, Adam. What, what were you going to say? No, no, no. Go for it. We were, I think we we're on the same. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, so he came back for Bix of all the things, you know, and I was thinking about Bix over like watching these episodes and I wonder, you know, yes, they had a romantic thing at one time, but I feel like at this point in their relationship, he's kind of his lost sister. Yeah. Bix, yeah. like yeah. It, that seems to be more the relationship. He's just like, you know, he's giving her, you know, guff about the, her boyfriend and like that sort of stuff. And but he uh, he authentically cares about her. And he's like, well, she's in trouble. I'm going to go get her because there's nothing that can stop that man now. Yeah. He's actually, just like, I broke out of prison. Like, you know, I can do whatever I want. Right. This is nothing. They've yeah. both suffered greatly. And that's why that I think that connection is going to work. Masterfully in season two is sort of like. They're best of friends, and now they've both been through the ringer of the Empire. And so they're just going to – the fight is is going to be an awesome, I think, season two. So I cannot wait. Yeah. I definitely think that, like, this – every character – and there's so many characters in this show – is their own hero – like, are all heroes of the Rebellion in their own way. But, like, maybe none more so than Bix because, like – you feel that torture that she goes through somehow the way they shot this. And they still think it's Krieger even after interrogating her, which is, yeah, that just shows her strength, her fortitude. Cause she knows Luthan rail. She could have given up Luthan rail. And she frames Krieger. And so even Krieger, who we never meet, we just see a hologram of him and they all, he and his whole squad all die. Yeah. Hero of the rebel heroes of the rebellion. Yeah, you know? never mind. What does Partagas says? He's like, oh, well, this is just the Emperor, like wiping the mouth the of the Emperor. Like, yeah, wiping the, the taste of Aldani from mouth. his mouth. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Like, this is, yeah. this, that's the darkest summation of what just happened there. Yeah. Oh, a lot of Emperor. Yeah. The dialogue is yeah. amazing. <laughs> Very Palpatine, too, right? Like, that's just yeah. that. Yeah. That like, you're like, just, oof. Yeah. It just showed up. Like, I don't know, kill somebody. Uh, yeah. like, so personal and so subjective to Palpatine that it's so strange. And also speaks to his arrogance. And we talk about the arrogance of Palpatine where he's just fake it, you know, even, you know, take, take credit. That's why Marva's speech is so powerful. I think she's like the anti-Palpatine where she's like, we've been sleeping, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah the empire is a disease that thrives in darkness and it's never more alive than when we're sleeping. Yeah. You know? Oh, like, Everyone's yeah. been sort of under his spell, his dark magic. And yeah. so it's like now people need to rise up. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, this is the sacrifice that the rebellion made and what Luthan Rail made, you know, just to out the emperor for the tyrant that he is. And still wondering if Luthan Rail is a Jedi because, like, how does he know he's a dark tyrant? Like, I mean, yes, he's probably witnessed the the tyranny around the galaxy, but like what from the comfort of Coruscant? Like, what is Luthan Rail lost? Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I still we still don't know why he's in this fight, really. Right. 
He's just been doing it since the fall of the Republic. He said right. 15 years, so that takes us here. Well, there was a vow that was made at one point, I think, between him and others. And I would love to know about, is this the circle? Mm. Is this a, the, the early, you know, inklings of the rebellion, basically? Like, I don't Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was he there with Bale and Mon and, um, and Padme yeah. even before I mean, she, I, she died? Yeah. Yes. Um, Hopefully it's told before the end. Uh, good news is Luthen Rail's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, big for me, who was, I was really think, hoping yeah. Luthen would survive. And then you guys convinced me, no. Like, you're like, no, he's got to go because Mon, like, needs to do like, the things he's yeah. doing is better. And I was like, well, he just, like, did the sweet move in the ship. Like, he just started, I think, you know, he's just started getting more to do. Um yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't, yeah, season two, I don't know if it's going to end well, but I feel like he's got to go on. For, he, he Obviously, he lives. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I, this, this show's too advanced for my like basic prognostications. I was just like, I thought so much was going to happen this episode. Like, you know, <laughs> me too. It's going to like be validated and, and sent out and like, uh, you know, but way too far in advance. He's like, no, you know, the story has to be told slow and it's got to, yeah. it's going to crawl along and it's, it's going to be organic. Yeah. yeah. And then when that captain, so that captain, you know, after Marva's message, that captain attempts to throw his coat over the hologram, over the emitter. Yeah. It just does a really That was logistically job. incredible. I was like, I, and then knocks out like half the hologram. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, it I made it look cooler. Think, I would never think this on the page if, if writing it. I would just be like, oh, they try to like mess with the droid to stop the message. You know, yeah, like, it's Captain Vanis Tigo, by the way. I just love that <laughs> moment. And uh, yeah. yeah, and then the, I guess then the, the bombing happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, and then there's the moment that I was like, Cyril is standing right in front of Luthen. Like, Cyril. Yeah. Yeah. Now. And Cyril and Mosk are here. And those scenes are just like, I'm laughing out loud when like they exchange their hats on the sky cab. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm basically on the floor. Um, <laughs> and then like, I don't know, like when they're walking around the city together, just they're also like my f almost the story I want, like the, the, the backdoor pilot yep. series I want, you know, stemming off of this show is just Mosk and Cyril. Like, their misadventures. Give me like three months yeah. with them, like whatever they did in the three month span, somehow together. Can I ask a question? Um, Does Mosk say a single word in this episode? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Which I love that guy's voice. So I'm super <laughs> bummed that he doesn't say anything. I don't. Nothing I recall. Like I was. Yeah. Was super but then amazing. Adam, I thought of you when Cyril's standing right in front of Lupin, and, I, and then. I thought Cyril was going to look back like a classic sort of spy movie and like see Luthen and Luthen was going to kind of like look away and like all, you know, try to hide his, his image. And then yeah. I don't know. I, it didn't happen. Though, that, so no, I don't, I mean, you guys called it. He's, he's obsessed with Deirdre, 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 Deirdre. I can never, never say it. Right. No, I, I, people, are, it's Deirdre, but like people are just calling her Deirdre, Deirdre at this point, but it's she Deirdre. introduced is Dedra Miro. It's Dedra yeah, Miro. Yeah. And I was going to do yeah. trivia tonight and be like, what is her last name? Um, <laughs> oh, but, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not. We're not. We're going to do round up. Uh, 
Yeah, the serial stuff was crazy. I was yeah. like, he's walking the streets. He's right in front of Luthen. What was the purpose of framing up Luthen and Cyril? Like, they're right next to each other. Look at the tension of, like, if he were yeah. to turn around. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. the tension is always ratcheted up to at least eight, you know, and then yeah. sometimes ten. Because Cyril like, could yeah. make Luthen. He could be like, oh, that's, like, I think that's the guy who. Yeah. He uh, says he knows him by his voice. In one episode, and I thought they were going to use it. Um, they were going to use the comms, and they might later. Actually, the uh, when his interaction with the um, the Corvette or whatever the Imperial, I forget the name of the the class of ship that that he destroys because <laughs> oh, they hear his voice. Class. And I, I wonder if they use, he uses they use Cyril to identify his voice later on. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I didn't see that coming. One last mosque note, though, before we go. He uh, so there's a scene he gets blown back by the like the main explosion or one of the explosions because yeah. all, all those detonators go up yeah. um, and he gets like smashed against a wall and then like something gets on his legs like falls on his legs some like debris and then you see him later in the episode and he's in the same spot leaning yep. into the wall just drinking drinking it's one of my favorite <laughs> amazing sitting there drinking yeah sir yeah he's yeah. I mean, that guy's a legend. Even if he's on the wrong side, he's still a yep. legend, and I, I want to watch him forever. He's a great foil so to good. like straight serial card. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, very tense. So, who had serial uh, Karn in saving Dedra's life in um, Andor Bingo? Either of you guys? I think no. None of us. I I feel like I feel like one of you two did. I feel like you kind of. No, I was always about like seeing Luthen. I thought they were gonna really escalate things early and be like Luthen is now compromised and like blasting into season two with a sort of like yeah. more jeopardized yeah. rebellion. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it all. I really thought he was gonna just be like the flying the ointment and really just bungle something for them, like just yeah. make it worse. But no, he had a very specific thing that he did. Yeah, right. We'll talk about that uh, structurally, like. I know Tony Gilroy thought of this as it has to begin somewhere and end somewhere, but it did feel like almost a mirroring of that that same call to adventure refusal right. and sort of like, yeah. uh, and now an inverse of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're seeing. I think we're going to see his his rise in the Empire as we see Cassian's rise in the Rebellion in season two. Because like, I, like that scene, let's just talk about, can we just talk about the scene in the closet? Yeah, let's get there. Let's, I think we're there. I mean, uh, between here and there, uh, I think Sinta stabs the guy, like you said, Ben. So yeah. Sinta, yeah. Sinta stabs Sinta's, the guy. Sinta kills Korv. Uh, yeah. And we're all she like. She ID'd, which I thought was heroic that they were like, oh, no. Like, because they were, I was thinking about this and I'm like, they were two people on opposite sides in the same cafe scouting the same location. Yeah. But seriously, can we just please talk about the closet scene? Hey, it's a maintenance room, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, it does not jive at all with what we were talking about. It no. was like we were like, he's a creep. I my <laughs> vote was that like she's going to squash him like the bug he is. And yeah. uh nope, that was it's the opposite thing. He saves Blooming her. romance. I yeah. yeah. I kept going like in that scene, I kept going, Oh, they're just gonna they're just gonna straight up you know what? And then I'm like, oh no, she's gonna kill him. Oh wait, no, they're still. Do you think they were like, gonna smash in that closet? Can we talk about that? Like, I we go by like. I thought we might get our first. I want to go by second by second of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get your first on-screen smashing in uh, Andor. Yeah, 
I was like, <laughs> what happened? I did think they were going to like make out furiously at that moment. But um, just I think, does he take a blaster out and sort of like jab her in the back with it and tell her to get in the maintenance closet? Does yeah, he was, he was somehow pretending to be like one of the people. I mean, I thought she yeah, was going to be torn was apart. That so confusing to me. Yeah, I, I like, thought she was going to be torn apart because she's being held by like eight people. And then somehow, but he like puts a blaster in her back and steers her away. But because he's disguised, he gets away with and it. And Moss yeah. gives him a kind of like, yeah, different hat. and all, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's got I mean, the Ferrex colors on. I thought it was a very realistic scene. And actually, like, I didn't think Cyril had was capable of this empathy. But like, she thought she was going to die. Like, you could see she's like, yeah. I'm going yeah. to die. And Cyril actually just lets her just just be and experience that moment and just like get through whatever. And he just like, doesn't do anything. And he just stands there and is like, um, let's, let's her freak out. And then she's like, she, as she on her own comes to her senses and like, you know, you, she's like, I suppose I owe you a, a thank you. <laughs> is, think as warm like, as Dedra gets. I think, I think it's always like says, I should say thank you. I think is what she says. And like, so there's a moment there where I'm like, that's the moment where I'm like, oh, she's just going to kill him. Like, I was waiting for her, her <laughs> to kill him. Because, like, there's this moment of her life where she was just so powerless there yeah. for the first time in a long time. And there was this creep of a dude in front of her. And I was waiting for her to, like, take back her power by just stabbing him. Like, yeah. I really thought that might happen for a second. Jabbing him in the neck with that, like, yeah. Thing. That almost would have been better, honestly. <laughs> that it, was been more, yeah. it was a terrifying moment, though, for her, I feel like. Because... This guy is just popping out, like stalking her. Like, yeah. like yeah. that's she's like, it's you. Like, he's like, Cyril, like my name. Like, you know, like, yeah. I was that was ter- I must have been terrifying for her. She's like, who is yeah. this guy? He's following me, like planet hopping, following me. Yeah. Yeah. But he saved your life. And, you know, he's, you know, if she's looking for not another up jumped uh, tendon he's you know she knows he's got her back and is going to follow her all the way and isn't you know i don't know there there yeah, might be room for cyril in the isp after all sorry what did you say out of my talk over you? Oh, he said yeah he's gonna follow her and support her until he straight up murders her <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like it's a serial killer behavior. serial yeah. killer yeah. yeah he's like he's like she's like it's you serial killer he's like she's like <laughs> yeah the serial killer. He's like serial killer, and I'm just like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. This is where is this relationship going? I don't know what to feel in that moment. It's almost like Tim's death early on, where I was like, what am I supposed to feel here? Is yeah, like what does Tony Gower want me to feel? I mean, it's yeah. this is I and I almost love it. I think that's yeah. one of the best parts of this story is the serial Dedra stuff because it's sort of feels like new territory, like and and very subjective territory, like. Only someone viewing this is going to have their own idea of where that scene could go. I feel like it could go in any direction. There's just a crazy look in both their eyes and just that's the thing. You know, yeah. Sheer they, terror and then meeting sort of each other. It's, they're such good actors, but their characters, they play are such odd ducks. Yeah. Like that. And so I love now they're interacting because I don't know what any of these interactions mean <laughs> in such a <laughs> wonderful way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully, I mean, hopefully she does bring him into the ranks of the Empire and he we get the whole like what the process is to be an officer and that whole. Yeah, all that stuff would give us insight and all the jargon and the crazy ranks and military ranks that people have questions about online. It's just like yeah. 
you'd finally get your answers, I feel like. And we know that we're going to time skip a lot in the second season. So yeah. Yeah. he could, you know, that that could show a stark progression for him as he goes through the ranks. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see him be. The more I'm thinking about it, I don't think we're going to see him actively go through the Empire because here's the thing. Dedra is like, I, she's smart and thoughtful about her career. And that's not a guy you want to, like, go out on a limb for. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't want to be like, oh, no, trust me, this guy's great. Because he's just not, he's fine, but he has his uses. So he's, like, great. you mentioned earlier, like, we're seeing the parallel. That's just going to be one of her resources. So You're I don't right. think she's going to use him officially, but more of, like, Cyril, go do this. Cyril, go do that. Go look after this person. Go chase down this lead. Is Cyril the Cassian to Dedra as Cassian yeah. is to Luthen? Is that what you're? I think trying that's to what we're getting at. Yeah. Well, he could be like an ISB field operative then. Like he could yeah. be like. I, but I think an yeah. unofficial field operative. Like, See, I don't uh, he's like asset. an asset, an asset, like, like a board. Yeah. Exactly. And like, <laughs> oh no, no, I promise, if you do this, I will, I will, I will get you in. Like, I think it's a lot of like dangling, the the dangling the imperial, you know, rank in front of him. Yeah, that's true. But we'll yeah. see. In three fascinating, years. fascinating scene. Um, yeah. Always, just I don't know what to feel. It's, it it feels, you know, somewhat awkward. <laughs> but yeah. we all get through it. We all get through it together. <laughs> um, what do we have after that? What's after the? Um, uh, well, well we have Luthen watching the revolution, which we saw. Um, oh yeah. Something about the Ganji. Oh, and then then we have all our heroes coming together in the shipyard, um, which yeah. I was very surprised about. Um, so it's, it's the same ship that we see in the beginning. <laughs> Cassian. Oh, you came back. Yeah. You found us. <laughs> and there's a lot of echoes of that, right? They come through, but it's like all our heroes in the same place. And I'm like, son of a gun. They're yeah. going to actually, they're going to get yeah. away with this. <laughs> uh, though... I don't know if they are because the pilot uh, follows nothing. No, none of his. Yeah. Fly low. And when she's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. And just yeah. go straight into fly space. Straight up. <laughs> like straight up. All right. I'm glad well, you saw that. Straight up though, like, right? Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. I guess you you meant, like just fly right out of the galaxy. Right. <laughs> Very great. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe that's it. Maybe he has to find all of them. But uh, yeah. Uh, but the good news is he's in the Fondor Hall ship, which is <laughs> the most overpowered ship in the Star Wars galaxy. So I'm sure they'll have no problem. Do you? I but I don't know if he is going to go to find them. Part of me almost feels like Cassian's his story to himself now is, look at all these people, I harmed. Mm. You know, like look at look at this look at this look at what I wrought. Like the only thing I can do now is join the join the rebellion, try to fight the Empire. And just keep my distance because everything I touch goes bad. I don't know if that's the story. I mean, I get that. It could yeah, definitely I don't go know either. Yeah. But I, I feel like this is his new family, you know, another orphan, yeah. right? And his family is who's around him. And um, all of the people he loves are now together. Uh, you know, I, yeah. most of the you know yeah. people he loves most are together. And, um, but, I mean, <laughs> and he promised, so he will. I guess the reason I don't want him to is because if we somehow got have to get to the casting that we see at the beginning of Rogue One, who is pretty like just jaded. Yeah. jaded. So like that means if he finds them, bad things happen to them. As opposed to if 
if we're at this point now where he's already starting to get jaded and keeps a distance from them on purpose, they might still be out there okay somewhere. Yeah, you don't think that he, maybe yeah. he finds them and he takes them to a nice island on Mon Calamari and they just fish and hang out for the rest of their long lives? You don't think that'll happen? <laughs> Based on this show and these writers? No. No, I don't think so. I think if he finds them, bad things happen to them. Right. I'm I'm just surprised at how happy an ending we got to this. I know. Me too. Me too. Wild. Buck wild. Yeah. Um, after that, Genji Moon. Um, yeah, he always comes through. And then, yeah, and then the, the final scene really uh, before the post credit scene is uh, Mont's deal with the devil there where she, you know, we, when we talked about that. Um, very powerful meeting of the families, um, which is quite a thing. But Perrin's like, okay, let's go. And I think, you know, um, Leda's commitment to the Elder uh, played a part in this. She seems like this is something she wants. So, yeah, um, she's like, okay, let's go. This this helps everyone. Mon's story is, I mean, the most captivating story to me in all this. And and that's not taking anything away from Cassian's story because no. it's fascinating yeah. and beautiful. But like, yeah, Mon's story is just as rich, if not. It's showing the sort of terrors of high society that yeah, are inflicted yeah, by it's... a tyrannical regime. Yeah. It's it's a it's a story we haven't seen in Star Wars, at least at least in live action. Like we've gotten yeah. the books, but this is something wholly unique. Yeah. All the political jargon, and then yeah, this is just filling in the cracks of a lot of Star Wars lore that I've we've talked about for two hundred and sixty-eight episodes. Um, you know. But like never really got it. There's like so much like legal jargon about like how they're how they're going to, cr- you know, even in the ISB, like there's how they're cracking down on the people. And, um, you know, Grant, you said before this episode that. This show really is mm, something that made you hate the Empire. Oh, and, yeah, like for yeah. the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, before the show, I think the Empire felt almost like it was too lighthearted to hate them like or not lighthearted but just um well just finger tenting uh, bad guys like tropey tropey and cliche just yeah it just didn't feel like intimidating and threatening and there was no uh, there was no sort of maliciousness that was built into them that wasn't camp you know and so now it feels real like it does the empire feels like a, a truly horrific regime yeah, and, and I hate stormtroopers after this like show. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I thought stormtroopers were like goofy and hilarious for the longest time, and now I'm just like, God, they're just like tool. They're just part of this larger, you know, the, the you know military complex that I just, That's you know, I'm starting to hate and I'm starting to wish it never existed. And you just seeing... like I think Marva is just yeah, you know, turned me into a daughter of Ferrix, honestly. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think I think what the show is doing is we're seeing the rot that goes all the way through the empire where in like the movies and again it's movies so you have to do these trophy things because you only have two hours to tell a story but like you know in in the original trilogy like we know the empire is bad because we know darth vader and 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 tarkin and the emperor are bad right so I would, like, yeah i would argue else... all, all the saga films sort of give into this trope tropey sort of super villain a super villain yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. In the, especially in the large armadas and the soldiers and stuff like that like they're just Stormtroopers are getting blown away like right away in a lot of these yeah. things, and it's just hilarious, honestly. Yeah. yeah, Stormtroopers got some kills in this one, you know. Oh, yeah. 
it was shooting ducks in a barrel for the most part but yeah uh, i the the i was kind of like it's weird i don't know how to say it's like it wasn't lighthearted to me in the episode, but I was kind of like just kind of rolling with it. And I wasn't feeling very like tense, even during like the fight and the battle, even during the explosion. And then the second <laughs> the commander yelled open fire, like, yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I just tried fire, like, at and, like, fire, just will. There, fire at will and just like had my hand in front of my mouth because I'm like, oh, this is just a it's just I don't massacre. Know, it, it turns into, the, I guess, a massacre happening. And like, that's the thing. Like, this is not. This is an important rebellion because this is one of the first open rebellions. Yeah, there were revolutionary war vibes to this yeah. episode as well, just but like with the, the, the flutes yeah. and the but fife and drum. And, yeah, but it's the Boston Massacre. Yeah. Like it's it's not as successful. It's not you know in terms of like inspiring others, it's successful. But in terms of like Farrick's re- rebellion was quell quashed. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I will kind of wonder what's next for Farrick's. And that's interesting. You call it the Boston Massacre because it is actually that's pretty, <laughs> pretty similar. Actually, it's, yeah, yeah, very similar. What it is, yeah. Um, uh, and you know, I mean, Boston still remained a seat of you know power for the you know the Civil War and, and rebellion. But um, that's it. The Boston Massacre led to the up the uh, led to further uprisings, right? Because of the sacrifice, because of what they did. But but yeah. the people that were there didn't didn't win that day, right? But they were, yeah, they were leaders of um, yeah. rebellion. Oh man, this this show is so it's cool. Right. It's way too good. Yeah, way too good. Yeah, I took a lot of classes and I was poli sci double major and, uh, but yeah, and and like I said, my crazy education was like all about revolution and taught by you know political refugees from other countries and stuff. We I learned a lot about rebellions and failed rebellions and successful rebellions um, of which there are very few but um this is just like reignited that passion for me because it's like there's such cool stories and i think it's so great that it it's this public and that it's like that on you know this that disney would wrap their arms around it yeah. um and that that star wars wrap their arms around this part that that i love and then make it so compelling you know and I, I think every, you know, I, I haven't seen any bad reviews about this show yet um, in my random trolling through. And of course, there will be because there are always naysayers because um, there's humanity, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and people will be people. But um, yeah, it's just like they just slayed this series. <laughs> it's so good. And like it's they're just bringing the minutia to the forefront and um, and just yeah. making it so compelling. It's- the, it's the rogue one of television series which i mean that in multiple ways it's like yeah. the movie that like everyone gets behind in, yeah. in the disney era is rogue one right like everyone's like yeah, yeah, yeah but but I, yeah. I know you don't like this movie or that movie but we all we all liked rogue one right and that was like and now this is it's kind yeah. of right it's like andor's like oh yeah but we all like andor i feel like rogue one rode a roller coaster though it was sort of like yeah. pretty good response and then kind of drifted off into nowheresville and then recently though everyone's hard. like rogue one was the best star wars movie like i see that those posts all the time now and yeah. i'm like okay all right sure, you know sure. I mean, you know i love rogue one but i almost wish there was more meat in the bone with like Jin's sort of upbringing and then also yeah. the vader stuff just like i don't know hard it's a really that. good movie. more finesse it's, it's more a finesse. very it's a solid movie yeah, yeah I, I love it solid movie yeah it, it, it has its own flavor 
but it's still yeah. a Star Wars flick. I mean, it, it couldn't be more Star Wars because it like a, a butts with A New Hope and everything is stylized just yeah. exactly like it. And it, it just meets A New Hope so beautifully it does. Um, that it, it yeah, and it mirrors A New Hope so beautifully. And um, but it's it cool to see the Death laser. Star like use its super laser. On I, yeah, That's it is. Awesome. I, I will say Rogue One for a lot of rankings for me was bottom third of of the movies which again we're talking about star wars movies so i love them all um and, and i think part of it was the, the tonality the, the the tonal difference between that and every other star wars film but what's actually helped in me is having all the star wars television yeah. and them allowing creators to play with tone and expand what is star wars and i'm wondering now if i rank which i'm not ready to do right now i think mm. i think rogue one has jumped up because of that because i've gotten a little more open to what is the tone of Star Wars. Yeah, it's an expansion in a great way. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and, it, and it, yeah, and it feels like this sort of like uh, you know, starter fluid for Andor in a lot of ways, just because it's got mm-hmm. a lot of the same sort of spy espionage. You yeah, know. Uh, yeah. Andor is allowed to go even darker. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, Rogue One's dark, but this show, man. Yeah. Wait. Um. Speaking of dark, do we do we want to talk about the uh, post credit scene? So. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. In well, first of all, just, I do love a... that Luthen goes into a sh- ship and says full stealth mode, but that just yes. I just need to talk about that. Okay, yeah. Sorry, we talked. We Someone talk about needs the last to be scene. saying that here or whatever Dedra says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone needs to be saying that in this room. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, boss Dedra, shut up!" Tell someone, like, like, I I'm not at the board reading a meeting, but someone needs to be saying this right now. That's amazing. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, uh, but... Pentagaz is like the Tushman of, of <laughs> ISB. <laughs> Most oblique reference of all time. Yeah, no one will ever get that. But um, he he's just such a good leader. Like he listens to her. He nurtures his leaders. He's like always trying. And like you know, everyone else is cringing to death in that room, but he's like yeah. just speaking totally oh, normally. To uh, to Dedra, and she's flipping out. She's like, "What do you mean you didn't take a hostage? Like this is what we do here. This and is just to wipe the taste from the emperor's mouth." It's just like, yeah, what a boss way to handle this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, "This People is have what questions? Is. Let me tell you something. The emperor's please. All right. Yeah, and that's our job here. Which <laughs> that's is not... our job. Yeah. 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 And but it's like that means that th- what happened was exactly what Saw and Luthen talked about, right? Yeah. They're like, if we give them this win, they're just going to take their win and feel as smug as ever, and and yep. forget about it. And I mean, you know, maybe the the Ferrix uprising is going to change that, but um, but yeah, you know, they're no closer Anyways, to their person after, after credits. Yeah, I didn't mean to derail us. Like, no, but I just want to go back to that because I don't think Ferrix will change it because if anything, it's similar because. Yeah, I, I, they they stopped it, right? I, I think they don't realize that the the waves that's going to cause when others hear about it. I think they're not thinking about that. They're not. They're, they're not no one's listening, right? To quote, to, to quote, a the more you tighten your grip, the more systems will yep. slip through your grasp. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, after credit scene, uh, surprise, surprise, they were helping to make the Death Star. Yeah, yeah after like an Anavision lens Dang. commercial, it was like you just yeah. saw all the elements of the lens. <laughs> For uh, I, all right, I'll just say it. For, their, for a show that's as subtle as Andor, that was a weird ending to me. It was like, 
that, that, that felt like a I, I thought yeah, to me that yeah Star you know Wars. yeah now that we've ended the show we've stopped the record um i feel like to <laughs> me like that ending just i was like really like i don't i I almost didn't need that. It's almost like a comical reveal in that, like I've always been oh, wondering where. We 100% didn't need that. I actually, where those little like triangular cogs right. were going, but yeah. no, they. I didn't like. I, I assumed it was the Death Star. I assumed it was a Star Destroyer. Here's the thing: if it's not the Death Star, it's not for anything good because they're building things for the Empire, which is bad. So yeah, whatever it is, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, no matter what, it's bad. And we were. I was just yeah. like, to me, I was like, I was like, kind of like. Well, there it is. That's what that's where that's where it was going. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yep, uh, that's right. So right it was kind of like, yeah, that's that's about right. That. <laughs> that's, yeah. how, that's kind of how the show ended. But the like, poetry right. and the irony that like the a person that helped build the Death Star ultimately helps destroy the Death Star is yeah, you know, yeah. is sweet. Well, yeah, that was that was yeah, definitely that was great. Yeah, but they, yeah, it was just funny. They just sort of dunked on us and left. That was the end of the the. <laughs> But I mean, beautiful shot of the Death Star. Yeah, that was yeah. unreal. It was well done. Yeah, it just felt weird. For the I was just like, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's where they go, like, of course. Like, and like, like that's kind of like if you were to blurt out an answer that's funny about where those things would go, it would be like, yeah, it's going in the right into the super laser dish, of yeah. course. Like, yeah, it holds this the brackets that hold it in. That'd be like the off the cuff like idea for Don't where those things are going. And that's like, actually so where right. they go. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, all right. That's yeah, that's right. So you feel like Tony Gilroy is watching this at home today because you know everyone does that. Everyone watches their own show when it premieres. But he's just, I can imagine ah, him sitting home, yeah, I would watching it, and going like, wait, why is it hasn't gone to like watch next? Wait, there's a who put this post credit scene on my movie? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't he, on. Yeah, I wonder if he had anything yeah. to do with that. I feel like he, I feel like it, it doesn't even need to be explored. Yeah, it's like, of course, snuck it was into the editing room after he was gone, after everyone was gone, and just like, <laughs> they're like, you want to see some sweet Death Star, Death Star yeah. get this? Here you go. Nice. <laughs> Why don't we uh, rodeo it up? You guys want to? Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, let's do um, it. Roundup. Oh. Now for another roundup. For the season finale of Andor. Utini shot. Favorite frame composition shot of the episode. Do you got do you have one? Oh, oh man, there are so many yeah. good ones. Uh the first one that comes to mind is the first shot of the episode with uh Dedra coming down the, the gangplank with flanked by two death troopers. Yeah, the land the the landing of the lambda. Yeah, yeah, shuttle, shuttle. Yeah. that was yeah. gorgeous. Um, obviously, the Death Star post credit scene. I've got to go with there's a stormtrooper just standing in front of the hotel on Ferrix in like one yes. wide shot at one point. It was just stunning. Yeah. I think birds fly yeah. by in the distance. I was like, this is just so atmospheric. I thought it was just a gorgeous shot. Yeah, there's a there's a shot during the funeral procession where they show the simple the, the, the sheer number of Ferrix natives um, that look really good like it, like it was just like our core group but then there's like hundreds upon hundreds of people behind them yeah and it, and it was really oh, great to so see good. that in a show like it just felt it felt vast yeah i mean seeing the 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 color uh people wearing the different colors and converging yeah. was cool i will say if i, if I want to get my like nerdy film like shot in there i wide shots are a, a dying breed mm. and there's a wide <laughs> shot of um 
it, it early with like, I think it's, it's Kaz and Brasso having the conversation that like, um, that, uh, Cassian's on planet. But if you look in the background, it's a wide shot. You can see Nelchi Norcho. Let me just get his name. Cause Nerchi. Nerchi. You can see Nerchi's in the background eavesdropping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like in the distant background on the wide and um and then we we cut close to to Nurchi after that. But um but I just like the use of a wide shot is yeah. that's good cinematography. Right, not, not kowtowing to people who watch things on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um so that's good times. Yeah. What else you got, Grant? Uh we got let's go to uh best line best dialogue favorite line from the sh- from the episode i mean this one's so tough because there's so many so many good ones yeah i mean I, it's I think tough this episode you gotta really plant your flag yeah i mean i i think it's either probably gonna be i don't want to speak for you guys so i'll let you go but mine was either between the two speeches we get in the show which is the nemic uh speech and, and the marva and and just the nemic line of like where it says just like and remember this the Imperial needs uh, for control. Um, what is it? I lost it. But basically, because it's so unnatural, right? Yeah. Like this idea of like the natural state is not tyranny. Um, yeah. I, I just that that really uh, spoke to me uh, for a lot of different reasons. But it just it just is like a reminder that like yeah, that is not like humans do not naturally crave tyranny or feel comfortable under tyrannical rule. Yeah. Anyway, that's my... When he said freedom is a pure idea, that was yeah. fascinating to me. I was like, what does that mean? That's kind of subjective and interesting. It uh, it is. I mean, it sounds like to go back to Ben, like it just sounds like someone writing like from a you know, nineteenth, eighteenth century like philosophy. Yeah. Like this idea of like like I was thinking like was it Aristotle and like the uh pure um oh man, my I, I, t- I teach ethics, but it has been a decade since so you know, fleeting from my head, but there's like the, there's certain things that are just absolutely oh, yeah. true. Yeah, that I think I got to go with the Marva. If you're gonna take Nemec, I'm going Marva. Uh, her whole speech, obviously, yeah. just incredible. There is a wound that won't heal at the center of the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, she got a little true. dark side there. Like Facts. she knew. Like she she was like there. You know, she was straying into like there's a we've been sleeping this whole I, I almost call this the we've been speaking sleeping monologue yeah 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 now we fight you know fight yeah i was like wow, this is i think one of the single greatest monologues i've ever heard and i think fiona shaw deserves all the emmys for just like this obviously the earlier moment yeah i guess for a supporting like role i guess she's not in the show very very much but she doesn't have a lot of screen time but she's yeah. oh Every she was great, wasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to go back with Namek. I mean, we, we've said it already on the show, but uh, oppression is a mask of fear. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a, like that, that was the one that I was like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that just that the VO is out of control. When it just starts just out of nowhere and you see like the 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 aura bash, I guess, scrolling across the little screen on the. Yeah, a digital uh, manifesto. I oh. thought he actually wrote it with like a. I know, me too. It's like, but it was it's like, like a no, Game Boy. He just like text all this. <laughs> it's like yeah. his notes. It's notepad. 
he TA'd that in, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his phone. What if he just spoke it? What if it's just, like, recorded audio, basically? Could be. With, uh, yeah, and it transcribed it automatically. That uh, sounds like a tech that would exist. You guys have a meme of the episode, or is there one moment, uh, expression, gesticulation, something mm-hmm. silly? That's to do one. It would be a gif of just Mom Mothma uh, opening up her clo- cloak clo- at the beginning of the getting into the cab. Sitting oh, there. yeah. It's just like, I'm, <laughs> the, I'm done this day. Like, Let her neck breathe for the first time in like <laughs> 16 hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think it probably uh, B2 Emo on his side, just being like, (laughs) (laughs) like in the middle of the battle, like, I need an adult, please. (laughs) um, I always like the, like, the I'm always counting on you. You always say that is like kind of a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cassie and B2. He's like, he's like, because you always come through. Yeah, you yeah. you always come through. So good, of course. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it just respects droids. Yeah, I think Brasso mm-hmm. drop kicking Captain Tiga is also, I think, up there with yeah. probably like a gift that could just I could watch forever. I was like, that's exactly the mo- that's exactly what you do after that happens. Yeah, Have you we, just drop like kick a cap. You don't kick Have we seen someone you actively do headbutt a stormtrooper and it work. Yeah, oh, oh, so, yeah. well, I think I think the, the meme is like Cyril and Dedra like breathing on each yeah. other, like heavy breathing in the closet. It's like so funny. It's me. It's you. <laughs> That's so weird. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, you got? Toughest look. I guess that would also be that. Scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Done. Uh, yeah. Do we have any uh, best new character? Any new characters in this episode? Yes. Standouts. Yes. The uh, so he was like one of. I guess they're like an honor guard. The like guys that wear red. Um, Abrasso was one of them. But they show like the guys coming down the stairs, and there's this dude beard, with this huge white beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude with that like. I thought we were watching beard. Lord of the Rings for a second. I was yeah. like, that's a healthy beard. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy is best in character. I don't know if he's named. I, I hope he is, but like he is the like nine nub of like yeah. this series. Uh, my vote for best new character is the stormtrooper that goes flying off the belt tower. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I he feel really like has that guy pinned down. Yeah, I feel like Pegla gets a lot to do in this episode. Like, did we get yeah. Yeah. earlier? <laughs> to me, it's like I guess if reoccurring character best appearance or. This is great for him. Uh, all right, let's go to. Say best trip. Say best trip. <laughs> best trip. Best trip <laughs> episode. Yeah. All right. So I, I have a different one. Finally, that's not a Chandrillon, even though the Chandrillon drip is like off the absolute yeah. charts in this thing. Yeah. Captain Vanis Tigo in his like, uh, his like cape? fallen order cape <laughs> that like. <laughs> Like the the okay. stitching on the neck area, the cape yeah. in all black, like leather or whatever. It's like a black like outfit with a black leather cape, and like yeah. it was uh, it was a good drip. It's a good drip. Yeah, for an imperial, you know, it was like a little different than what we've seen, and uh, it was a good look. I'm going Luthen Dark Lord uh, yeah. look with okay. the hood up. 
and the suspenders underneath. Yeah. <laughs> are you, are you, yeah, that was great. Uh, I love how he puts the hood up and then he gets on the speeder and the hood doesn't like flap back. I was like, okay. that hood is must be a heavy. Yeah. That's because he's nice holding hood. it there with the force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not talking about last week's episode. Oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys have me convinced. <laughs> I think we mind that for all it's worth. I don't think he's a Jedi. I think he's into cultures of all kind around the galaxy. Anything could happen, man. Anything. Uh, but it just it's hard yeah. to like see like he, he does love sky cry. He does pull out the biggest piece of kyber I've ever seen out of like his breast pocket. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. He loves ancient warriors, you know, plukun plukun like yeah. gear. Yeah, he's got like plukun's uh, mask. I guess invented. Yeah. She's so I, sad in so many ways. <laughs> My best rep is uh, Cyril, but only after Moss gives him the hat. <laughs> Not before. That was a stupid hat. Uh, oh, wait. that Yeah. Orange yeah, hat? Now, yeah. Yeah. Now he looks like a sad little boy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I think fun. that's it. I think that's it. I was going to do, like, maybe best location, but this, we don't. We just stay on Ferris. <laughs> yeah, Ferris. Yeah. Yeah. Rick's Road. Yeah. Next. Uh, vehicles, vehicle watch, any vehicle watch. Uh, I know we saw like a land tank speeder. I know we saw Lambda class shuttle or a yeah. little troop, a little Imperial sort of troop platform. I don't It just mm-hmm. goes by frame one, one time, I think. Yeah. It's got it a little starts... droid in the front and then the droid has like a little blaster. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> a, there's an auto, uh, auto like a uh, turret. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but it looks like it has like an eye, like a optic. Yeah, sensor. That's another carryover from uh, battlefront. Uh, they like oh, sort yeah. of canonized auto cannons and auto turrets. That's awesome. And uh, I yeah. think they look a lot like what was rigged to the front that's of it. Cool. So what ship do they use at the end there? Do we know what that is? Well, so that was going to be mine. Uh, yeah. That was the first, that was the ship that, um, Cass, borrows to go to Morlana mm. one. Um, right. Do we know what that is? It dude, it I mean it's got Y wing thrusters on the back. It looks like a Buck Rogers sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. The front of it, I feel like they gave it a hero shot for a few frames and I was like trying to like place it because it looks like something maybe from the like Nubian era sort of right. ship. It's got a rounded it looks sort of hull. For, yeah. yeah, it's got like a yeah rounded like hull it looks like something I feel like I should know what it is, and one of our listeners will know what it is. <laughs> Someone's screaming right now. Yeah. yeah. So get at us on Discord or you know, go in stealth or... mode. You'll be okay. Go, go in stealth mode. Let us know. We will credit you. Yeah. Um, it is. Or do you want me to? Do you want me to blow it? <laughs> oh, do you have I, it? I, oh, you got it. Got it. Uh, but let me wait. Wait. Come on, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Brioni uh, Davon is a class of starship. Yeah. So Rioni Davon. All right. Brion Davon. Brion Davon. Does it have any other mentions next to it, like where we've seen mm-hmm. it? Just Andor. It's episode one in Rick's Road. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Casa and Rick's Road. So that's the one. Yeah. All right. The I feel like we've Star seen Trek. it in another show somewhere, but. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, maybe it definitely was modded was... because it has Y Wing thrusters on the back yeah. of it, complete with like the fact that they've been, they've taken the shielding off of them. So. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Oh, if we're gonna do like possibilities for spin-offs, uh I just want to oh, follow yeah. backdoor uh mosque. Uh mosque. Post, oh yeah. <laughs> post this. Like just his What are we going next, sir? Yeah. With his artificial <laughs> legs. He's got <laughs> like mall legs. 
Yeah. What's this holocron, sir? (laughs) Oh, no, I think I opened it. I think I opened it. There's someone (laughs) smelting here. And he turns around and he looks directly at the smelting and then he puts his mask on. He like Donald Trump's the smelting. (laughs) (laughs) Trump's smelting. Oh. Oh, Yeah. No, Moss a real one. I could watch him read the phone book. Um, Yeah. Pretty good, man. Um, I yeah. think we I think we covered it. Did we cover it? I don't know. Yeah. Another backdoor episode. Backdoor pilots. I told you, Brasso and Bix. Like wherever that crew's going, Brasso yep. the show. Yeah, Brasso that. the comic yeah. standalone series. Like Brasso. Yeah. Let's go. It's a great title. Great name. It is. It is. Yeah, I could see him do anything. He's such like a like classic rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he. I hope they all make it. You know. At this point, I don't know. I was like, I think the one like tone, tone, tone or theme or genre they haven't touched yet is sort of like ridiculous 80s action Star Wars. And I'm like, make Brasso that centerpiece to that whole thing. Yeah, He's like dash rendering through the galaxy. Yeah. John McClaning through the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, like just a, 80s yeah. Star Wars action. Yeah. That would be fun. I'm down. I'm down. Me too. Love it. All right. We did it. Um, Everyone, thanks very much for listening to us this week. Again, if you could, if you could like us five stars, uh, write a little. Hey, these guys. Or more. Star if there's six stars. Yeah, sure. Seven, number five, Max <laughs> maximum stars would be perfect. That'd be great. Um, we love doing this, and we're no dead. death stars though. No death stars. <laughs> that's a good. I'll let you end really, the show. That's now. really good. That's really good, Grant. <laughs> um, yeah, please, no death stars. <laughs> um okay uh yeah so that's that next week we're going to talk about uh path of deceit we're going to be the last podcast on the internet to uh, cover <laughs> path of deceit yeah but we're going to do it um yeah, we because it could be a big deal we're here covering everything, everything yeah we focus solely on andor for these past 12 weeks or well, no it can't be that nine weeks um yeah. but uh because we had to because this is it deserves our attention and it's fantastic yeah. And uh, so now we're going to start catching up on uh, some other stuff and talking about books and comics. Yeah, we got lots of I content. picked up Yoda 1 today, which I'm very excited Ooh. to read. Oh, man. So many things. So, yeah, High Republic, the prequel edition of High Republic <laughs> is kicking off, and it's fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, the comics are great. And, again, even if you don't read them, we will tell you about them, and they're such fun stories. Oh, yeah. man, Yoda 1 looks lit. Yoda 1, number one, number one right now. Huh. Yep. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, just a few weeks between now and Bad Batch. Oh yeah, and Bad Batch. So we'll um we'll be doing that soon. We get another series animated, but still fantastic. The yeah, yeah original Bad Batch is great. So, so good. you have to check that out. It's awesome. Just um, a couple of months from uh, Mando season three. Oh my gosh, <laughs> is that wow? Okay, Grant's just teasing us with pages just from holding this. up pages of comics. What? Yeah. I just opened the first page. I know oh, my mind's melting. Comics are incredible. I can't wait for covering. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, definitely hang out with us, y'all. I mean, I know uh, you love Andor and it's fantastic, but um, Star Wars is fun. There's a lot of great stories going on, and um, we're up to date on everything, even though we're a little behind on the books right now. But um, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll so let you know. To see in convergence, real quick, and then we'll dive into more comics. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing is like we 
we watch everything, we read everything, we do all that stuff, and um, we come out every week. So if you want to know the state of the galaxy at any time, just listen to us, um, and we'll walk you through it. And um, yeah, yeah, so it's kind of great. But um, thanks very much for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. May the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.